Spice Radio, 1200 AM par Mehun Natasha. This is the Morning Buzz. With me is Mankaran and Marasia. Gas prices. Yes, Vancouver is seeing some amazingly record prices that we're not very proud of. 235.9 this morning. And today we have on the show Vijay Murlidharan, Managing Director for RQ Economic Consulting, INC out of Calgary. He is an expert in the field. He is here to simplify the economics behind our unbelievable gas prices. Maybe he can peer into that crystal ball and tell us if we will have any respite soon. A warm welcome to the show, Vijay. Thank you, Natasha. Having, thanks for having me over. Well, the first question that comes to mind, why us? What are the drivers that are pushing our gas prices here to such record level prices? Uh, yes, Natasha, to understand this, we need to understand what are the main drivers in general for gasoline pricing. So traditionally, there have been four major drivers. Uh, crude pricing, which is the fundamental driver because you use crude to convert them to gasoline diesel. The second is what we call as a refinery margin, meaning that the price that the refinery charge the wholesalers for selling their products, gasoline and diesel, from the refinery plant. The third one is a retail marketing margin. Uh, mind you, these are margins by the retailers and gas uh, marketers, the wholesalers. And the last one is taxes. Now, uh, taxes don't change month to month. They change once a year. And we have already uh, accounted for the change of taxes, so let's part that on the side. Now, of the three factors, the, whole, the retail and the marketing margin is the smallest. These are all gross margins, not net margins. Uh, the retail margins are maybe 8 to 10 cents a liter, so it's not a big driver. It's not very volatile, so let's part that out. The other two components. Now, when you saw price rise earlier this year, the biggest driver was crude pricing. But since then, it's come back, it's pulled back. The pricing of crude has gone back to January levels. So that is not the driver. The biggest driver in this instance is the refinery margin. Why is that? Now, there are different reasons across Canada why this is a, a painful impact uh, for Vancouver. Now, Vancouver generally pays higher taxes than the rest of Canada. So if average tax of the rest of Canada is 50 cents a liter, Vancouver pays about 59 or 58 or 59 cents a liter, a little bit higher than national average. But apart from taxes, Vancouver and BC import their marginal barrel of gasoline diesel from Patch 5 U.S. West Coast. Now, if you look at the U.S. region, there are five pads, five regions. And the most exp- expensive region to buy gasoline and diesel is Patch 5 because they have stringent environmental laws and they require a high blending of low-carbon-intensity biofuels to meet some certain standards like LCFS. Now, if you are a net importer, if you import your last barrel from a different region, you are susceptible to the price in that region. By de facto, you're importing from a higher-priced region in the U.S., hence, you will pay a higher price than the rest of Canada. That's the first reason. The second reason is, the demand and supply of gasoline has been very tight in the U.S. But in the last two years, over a million barrels per day of capacity has left the market or have been closed down. The market is tight. Demand is constant. If supply goes down, if there's a simple maintenance by a refinery, which is in, the, in this instance happened in Washington State, you have less supply in the market. Inventory levels, stocks are lower than the five-year average. Therefore... When demand is constant, you have to pay a higher price to import the product. Hence, 
we are seeing this astronomical levels, Natasha. You did mention the Pad 5, and just to let our listeners know, and I didn't know about it till I did the research, it is the Petroleum Administration for Defense Districts, and BC comes into that zone, and we're one of those five uh, that make the zone. Is that correct? Did I, uh, did I no, get that correctly? No, it's, it's, American, it's an American district. Okay. American, American okay. region, okay. U.S. region. What, so essentially, I'll get, I have to explain this in more detail just to make it more clear. For example, if you're in Toronto, you import your last barrel from Alberta or you import the last barrel from Pad 2 to find Chicago, essentially. So Pad 1 is New York, all the way from New York to Florida. Pad 2 is from Chicago all the way to Kansas. Pad 4 is from Montana all the way down to uh, Rocky Mountains. And then Pad 5 is Washington State all the way down to California. Now, California has a stringent environmental law. Now, Prices in Edmonton, prices in Calgary, prices in Toronto are dictated by what happens in Chicago because they have a choice. Do I send my gasoline-produced barrel to Canada or do I send it to Chicago because there's a direct pipeline link? Now, therefore, the price in Edmonton, Calgary is linked to Chicago pricing of gasoline and diesel. Same in Toronto. But Atlantic Canada is linked to New York Harbor. But for Vancouver, you, your pricing is dictated by what happens in California or Washington State, because that's where your last battle comes from. Trans Mountain is not big enough to carry a lot of products into uh, Vancouver area. So it doesn't satiate the entire demand of Vancouver. So they have, even the local refineries can satiate the entire demand. Therefore, they import their last battle from U.S. Hence, the pricing is influenced by U.S. Wow, you've really decoded that well. I would have liked to have you as a, my econ- economic professor in college way back when I was in university. Well, getting back to BC, okay, now the average price here is about, what, 2.39? Uh, 3.8. Yes, yeah. and it became the highest average price on record in North America. I mean, they've never seen a price like this before. Yeah. And I, I believe, I, sorry. Go, no, go ahead, please, go ahead. And I believe one of the reasons is the shutdown of a refinery, a main refinery called the Phillips 66 in Ferndale, Washington. That is correct. And it was because of maintenance and that kind of closed out around 65,000 barrels of gas. Uh, Yeah. So the the Ferndale refinery is, is, they announced it a long time ago. So every refinery undergoes maintenance, like the regular maintenance uh, that they have to do. For example, you have a car. You do oil changes, you service the car regularly. If you don't do it, you lose your car, right? So put the same analogy towards the refinery. You have to do these maintenance because if you don't do, it may cause unplanned un, uh, you know, issues, and that may disrupt the entire refinery for longer periods. So refineries have a planned maintenance. The one you saw is a planned maintenance, and it, it, it's supposed to last on September 7th, the first day of the planned maintenance, till October 9th. Now, the key thing is, this is a big maintenance. They do, like every year they do a small maintenance, two weeks or three weeks. They do a massive maintenance of, for a month or so every five years. So the one you're seeing right now is a massive maintenance that happens once in five years. So it's just, it is such that, that they have to do this to protect the refinery. Otherwise, and mind you, it's a cost to the company to do this. You you have to spend money to maintain the refinery. You have to spend capital investment to fix certain things. So nobody likes to do this, but they have to do it to maintain it, right? So, so 
In very right, simple right. words, once the maintenance is done, will the prices go down? So that's a great that's a great question. The the long story short answer is yes, it should pull back, but it's going to take a little bit of time. The reason being is that uh, it's going to take about a week or two before all the battles flow through the market. So you will see definitely you'll see a pullback in pricing. The other thing is the driving season will end in the U.S. end of October, early November, meaning that demand should pull back, and that should facilitate a price pullback across Canada and across U.S. Now there are other factors at play that we don't control: the production of crude oil and also an economic recession fueled by high inflation and high interest rates. Now, I, I worked in a central bank in Canada, and I understand the relationship. When interest rates rise, I, what I'm trying to say is that my focus is on the downside risk to the economy and pricing more than the upside risk, simply because when interest rates rise, the full impact comes into the economy in 24 months from the first raise. We will see the full impact of interest rates end of this year hmm. and going on to the next year. So what I'm trying to say is that the downside risk to the economy will end up superseding the upside risk to pricing, meaning that demand might pull back. When it pulls back, you will see pricing level off or pull back. And whenever we hear this news of the U.S. president releasing a million bar- barrels of oil, you know, on a certain day, and he makes this announcement, does that impact us in a big way? Uh, you mean uh, you mean the SPR release? Sorry, I missed a question. The, the, you know, when uh, the President Biden t- announced, I think it was somewhere in March or April, that he's releasing one million barrels of oil from the reserves. Does that kind of impact yeah. global prices, especially North America? So that's a different factor, though. What okay. you think is a refinery impact. So that affects crude pricing. So what President Biden announced was strategically, they have a strategic petroleum reserve. Every country does. And U.S. has a lot of reserves. And what they do is, they release reserves into the market when the market is deficient of supply of crude. So if you go back in March, April, because of the war in Ukraine, Russia had sanctions on it, so a lot of countries could not get access to Russian oil. So what the U.S. did is to protect the refineries from access of oil, they released a supply of reserves, a strategic reserve supply. Now, that was a strategic move to quell the thirst of the markets because that was the starting of the driving season. They did that. We are at the end of the driving season. What will affect pricing more now is demand and refinery uh, maintenance season, which is every September, October, and November, refineries go on maintenance, likewise in March and April and May. Before the driving season and after the driving season, depending on different refineries, they have certain planned maintenance for two weeks to about four weeks. So that's what we're seeing. Mind you also that it's not just a pad five problem. Pad 2 as an unplanned maintenance as well. So that's why Edmonton and Calgary saw $0.10 cents rise to their uh, refinery margin and right. gasoline pricing. Because what happened was there's an unplanned maintenance. A refinery had fired in some part of uh, Pad 2 that caused a major closure and that caused uh, prices in Chicago to go up significantly, and that flew into Edmonton. Basically, the impact of pricing was felt in Edmonton and Calgary. And mind you, Edmonton has the lowest gasoline pricing in Canada because major refinery production of gas and diesel are in Edmonton, and they produce more than the requirement. Yeah, that's why Alberta calling gets another uptick besides the affordable housing, the low taxes, no provincial tax. You know, we're all going to move there soon. <laughs> yep, it's, it's, 
helps uh, it, it helps the citizens. I'm not going to lie. It helps me. Well, Vijay, we've almost come to the end of this conversation. But before we let you go, there's anything that the government can do to ease this pressure on us? So, uh, I mean, some of this stuff, they, it, it's difficult to predict, like an unplanned refinery outage. You can't predict there's a fire. They have to close it for emergency reasons. And that affects prices. Uh, it's difficult to predict. And we can't expect government to maintain high storage levels for products. That's one way to tackle it. If there is a SPR for product, instead of like you know, there's strategic petroleum reserve for crude. If they have strategic petroleum reserve for products like gasoline and diesel, that may that can be released when such unpredictable circumstances arise. It may help the consumers because you're putting in supply that that is not there previously, right? Right. So it, it kind of prevents a price rise. That's one option. But I don't know whether the government think in that line. These are temporary relief that can be brought in to consumers because it's something that nobody can predict in unplanned maintenance, right? Right. But for planned maintenance, it can be predicted. Like, you know, maybe if you if, if the refineries the finders do announce well ahead of time, Suncor, uh, Imperial Oil, they announce well ahead of time when they're going on maintenance. So people know it's coming. So that should enable uh, proper planning. But if it's unplanned, it's difficult to predict. Thank you so much, Vijay, for your wonderful time, your insight into this, uh, you know, boggling price rise in gas. Uh, you have a wonderful day, and uh, thank you once again for giving us your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one.